So people say, I think when you switch from the academia to the industry, I, th- I hear it a lot. You need to uh, switch your mind about from papers to products or like you write something like that. I didn't have a problem of like switching and thinking on products that that was kind of easy for me. Making products, it's much, much harder than publishing papers. So I guess it depends on the field, right? So I'm really dealing with biology. Like, you know, I'm dealing with basically biological creatures, okay, organisms. And basically what you do is like you're trying to understand their language, right? You start, you, you're trying to understand who is this organism? What does it need? How does it work, right? And then you're trying to convince it to do whatever you tell him to do. And this is like, it's extremely hard. In, in papers, you know, you find a concept and you say, hey, I found this cool concept and right. And it's great. When you develop a product, it needs to work consistently. So this is so I think this is this is a challenge. It's not switching to from papers to actually develop products. It's the actual, you know, the challenge. It's much greater. Hi there, welcome back for another Macademia podcast episode. Myself, Oferizar Barnea and Elena Itzkovic get together with fascinating people to explore different ways science and scientific careers can be developed outside of academia. Before we introduce our guest for today, we want to thank you, yeah, you, that join our Macademia group on Facebook, follow our account at Macademia P on Twitter, rated our little project, liked our work, or shared it with a friend or colleague. This, aside from motivating us, support others to join this important conversation as we explore those very different ways of how science is much more than just academia. Hello, Asaf, and hello, Lena. Hi, Asaf. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ofer. Hi, Elena. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're really excited for today. It's, uh, we, we talk about a lot about transitioning between academia and industry, but I think your point of view is quite unique. I'm not going to share everything. Let our listeners go uh, deep, into the, deep into your story. Um, Asaf, give us your elevator pitch. Who are you? What are you doing today? <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, my name is Asaf, Asaf Tzemach, um, which Tzemach means plant in Hebrew, and I'm a plant scientist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I study mostly plants. I'm, so I guess I'm a scientist. That's probably my um, who I am professionally, and I think I think it's beyond that. Um, I think something that probably is, in, is a common among many scientists is that you constant constantly thinking about you know science and nature and I guess it just your brain walks 24 hours um, and so I guess yeah um, I'm also an Israeli and I'm saying that I'm an Israeli because I live in the US now so I guess if I wasn't living in the US then I would probably wouldn't say that I'm an Israeli but <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an Israeli who lives in the, in the, in the U.S. I'm a citizen now, but I'm still, a, um, that's definitely defines me. Um, 
And yeah, I'm, I'm a father for two, two, two lovely daughters. And, and I, I, I enjoy every day being a father. And I have a, a lovely wife. And, and yeah, I guess that's, that's who I am. I live in Santa Monica now, which I really love, like. Did you move recently? Okay, that's part of the story, but I guess, yeah, physic like, yeah, um, I guess on the address, I moved three years ago, but until a year ago, I was still a professor in Tel Aviv University, um, and I was doing a lot, back, a lot of back and forth. Great, so let's dive into it. You, you partially disclosed, uh, uh, recently a professor in, in Tel Aviv University in plant science, and um, so that means you went through the you went through the the track that we that we know a PhD uh, and then uh, a PhD in Weizmann Institute and then a postdoc uh, also West Coast Berkeley right yeah. yeah and then you you reach the dream everyone <laughs> that goes to goes abroad for a postdoc uh, says I'm I'm just going for four, four or five years. publish my nature paper and come back to be a PI in Tel Aviv or, or Weizmann or one of the university back home in Israel. How, how, that, how that went? Yeah, from the beginning or from the end? <laughs> uh, let, let's start from the end. We like to do this. Uh, okay, so how come I basically, uh, show, like, basically switched from being a professor in Tel Aviv University to um, um, To a scientist in the industry. Um, I guess uh, it was part that the decision for making it was uh, the circumstances that of my life and my family uh, situation and my personal situation uh, that basically um, uh, encouraged me to come to the US and basically uh, to quit from my position in Tel Aviv University. I guess that was the, you know, the And so choosing the, the industry in the US um, was also kind of circumstantial. So I was very picky coming back to the US in which position I, I applied to. So I searched both in the academia and in the industry. Um, but I, like I said, I was very picky. I searched only for in particular institutes that I really uh, wanted to work at. And they were like, less than five <laughs> you know, on the West Coast. Um, and the opportunities, especially during COVID, were very, very limited. Um, so I also opened myself to the industry. And I, well, my wife did the switch already to the industry. And I have other, many other friends that already switched to the industry. So I knew what's going on there. Um, and um, yeah, I basically uh, searched also for a position, primarily in plant science, which also limited my options, but uh, eventually I landed a, a position that uh, I thought that could um, fulfill me both um, um, academically and also um, really to do a, like real practical science that, you know, um, basically generate products that people would be happy to have and yeah five years 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm leading a, a team of I'm basically a head of a, a, a department um, in a biotechnology company. It's actually it's a cosmetic company called Rinaldi Skin, but they have um, a biotechnology uh, section um, for developing um, plants. We call it plant stem cells, and the definition is not is not that accurate people who understand plants uh, plant stem cells it's not uh, maybe a proper definition but um it's what people mostly understand so we basically uh, develop different uh, uh, cultures to um and engineer them uh, in different ways genetically and non-genetically to manufacture a very um, diverse array of phytochemicals that can be used for different industries for cosmetics of course because this is what the company is doing but also uh, for other 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 things so if we go back so i guess as you say you sort of you're you consider yourself a scientist uh, above all um how was it like to sort of give up that dream of of researching in 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 the academia it was yeah it was you needed to detach yourself from a <laughs> from a world that i like being a professor i think it's i think it's a great profession um so i i have good things to say on both sides now i already worked for like almost uh, around a year in the industry um, and i have good things to say on both sides um on on professorship i think it's really a great profession um um I like to see it. Uh, I think that's it's 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 a it's a position where you basically you find yourself in the center of different circles. So you have your own lab that you manage, and the people that you you know you're basically your family, right? Of people that you mentor and work with and pursue the science that you know you're basically interested in. And then you have another circle, which is the um, um, your colleagues in the department, uh, in the institute, and then you have colleagues in other institutes or abroad. Um, and then you also teach. Um, so you have the students, um, and you can also do outreach, and you can also you have conferences and like. Um, so it's and it's yeah so i think it's it's a really great role um, i must say that for me um i actually didn't entirely participated in all of these <laughs> circles <laughs> um because of my my situation so basically um when uh um, when I took the position in Israel in Tel Aviv University, um, my family, my wife and, and two daughters, they basically remain in the U.S. So it, we didn't plan it to be like that, but that's what that's what happened. Mm -hmm. um, so we were kind of uh, we we're we actually we were both meant to go back to Israel, and this is what we uh, we wanted to do, but uh, things changed, and we weren't so sure that this is the right choice for us um 
you know, after you live in the U.S. for, you know, certain amount of time, you detach, you know, that's like another word, like you detach, you know, from your homeland and then you start seeing yourself, you know, in, in another place. So I guess this is also part of, you know, asking yourself if industry or, you know, academia is, your, is what you want to do. You can also ask yourself where you want to live. So this is a question that was, you know, in, in, in my family and, um, and, you know, your kids, if you have kids, then your kids grow, start, you know, grow and, you know, go to the American, in our case, the American school um, system, which is very different than the, the Israeli one. Um, and yeah, so we have, one of our daughters kind of struggled a little bit with, you know, uh, at school or like um, and learning difficulties. Um, and the situation in Israel when we wanted to go back was kind of <laughs> um, in one of the stressful times that uh, happened at that time. Um, so we were, weren't sure what to do. But I already already took the position and I said, okay, while we are not sure about it, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. And I, and I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And then uh, while we try to figure out maybe temporarily, we can eventually maybe in a year or so, we, we, we will change our mind and then we move back to Israel. Eventually it didn't, it didn't, didn't happen, but I managed to keep the position for a, for a few years with Tel Aviv University um, because there was a good will from both sides from mine and from the university and from my colleagues in my department. Um, and basically I decided to, to quit when I realized that, yeah, Israel, at least not now, it's not going to happen. So I decided that it's, it put a, a great toll on my, you know, my family and everyone. So I just decided to, okay, it's, I can give up on that dream for now and, you know, and go back to the U.S. and, and you know, continue from there. So here I am now. <laughs> um, yeah. You said your, your wife also transitioned, so she also came for initially for a postdoc? Yeah. So we met, actually, I guess this is also part of being a scientist. You meet scientists. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we met at we met at Tel Aviv University during our uh, bachelor degree, and then we moved together to um, to Weizmann Institute. Um, and then, um, so before we, and then we moved to the U.S. to do our postdocs. But actually, I had one year extra. Um, uh, I finished my PhD a bit earlier than my wife. So um, what I did. I actually, um, I had at the end of my PhD, I had I had some invention, a full invention, that um, we managed to convince Weizmann to write a provisional patent on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of like finding a postdoc in Weizmann or like you know continue regularly in my PhD, in my in my group, um, I basically wrote my first. Um, um, my first uh, grant proposal, <laughs> and this was to Yeda, which is the um, the IP uh, 
the technology um, transfer office technology transfer uh, in in Weizmann Institute um so I basically I collaborate contact two professors in the university uh, one from the plant science department and one from uh, the cell the cell biology department and I combined you know my ex my invention from plant science also into human uh, cell lines so I worked with Vada water uh, which worked at the time on p53 and I wrote I wrote I wrote uh, Yeda um, a proposal and within a week or something like that they gave me fifty thousand dollars <laughs> <That's laughs> so, <laughs> yeah this was like you know so I was so happy and then I basically uh, this is what I did between my PhD and my postdoc so I basically worked on my first invention um, and I even had thoughts of like you know not continuing to postdoc but to open my first startup and like you know to work on it I said um, at that time my wife wasn't too excited going going to the U.S. I said okay if not then maybe this is what I do mm -hmm. so I guess this was my first so I guess I always kind of you know I, I I do basic science but if I see an opportunity then I you know I jump on it and the same happened also when I was in Tel Aviv University um so I work, my, my research was wait, on epigenetics. Wait, Asaf, Asaf, let's, let's, let's linger a bit on, on, on that element. Okay. On this, this instance that you, you're done with your PhD, you have an idea and, and, and you get money. Yes. Like, extremely fast grant. Yes. Now you're, you're a professor, you know how much, <laughs> how much painful is, is like grantsmanship. And I actually, and I getting... don't know, I don't know it. I, I, you know, I, when I started my, my professorship, I wrote, uh, th uh, I can say three grant proposal and I got all, all three of them. <laughs> so, oh so and I will talk and, to you later. And I have many grants. It, so, yeah, I wrote, I wrote now 14 <laughs> applications grants here, just in the postdoc. And just now after three years, one was, okay. uh, graciously, uh, funded. So Yay. we need to talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, but but this invention, when you got the money and you you went forward, so so you did what basically? So you saw yourself as a scientist, like chipping away, uh, uh, developing this, or you were like a CEO of a small so, company, also. Well, I, I was out? I was in the I I was I I was in I, I was working in the in Weizmann Institute, so I wasn't like you know I was probably appointed as a postdoc or something like that in one of the labs that I collaborated with. So it wasn't oh. like entirely, you know, I wasn't outside of the Weizmann. So they, this is a, they call it, I think it was like a CEO, Yeda, you know, grant or fund or something like that. And they give it to a scientist in the Weizmann Institute. Um, and so they comes, have it, yeah so it's just like it, it it is basically funding for you to continue research or it comes with sort of did you have mentors did you have someone who explained to you how to okay your your science is amazing but let's make it applicable let's see how mark like how, how to find market fit no this this was all me it wasn't like about it like you know it was it wasn't you know finding markets or anything like that. It was basically, so before that, I already, we already convinced uh, my 
professor at the time, Gideon Graffi and myself, we already convinced Weizmann that to write a provisional patent on this invention. Um, and this was at the end of my PhD. And then um, my professor actually at the time left to Ben-Gurion University and um, and I thought to myself, okay, I can, you know, I had a, almost a year gap until my wife was finishing her PhD. And I was just thinking, okay, what I want to do. And I, I knew that I wanted to do a postdoc. So this was my prime reason. And the main reason for that, not to be a professor. I just wanted to, um, to go abroad and to, you know, to keep, to continue the, uh, the search, to continue the, the adventure of, you know, of life and like, you know, and to do science in a different place. And so to experience, yeah, a different type of life before we actually, before I actually start, you know, my, my, you know, regular life of like job and like everything else. So, so I knew that I knew I wanted this experience. So I needed, you know, a short time thing to do. And I had, I had the invention in my hand and I said, okay, let's just convince two professors in university to, you know, to join forces and, you know, ask them, hey, I, I have this and that. So um, I convinced uh, basically Professor Ravi Levy to use it for gene targeting in plants. And I convinced uh, Varda Roder to uh, enhance the targeting of P53 to its uh, native targets in the genome. Um, so yeah, so I basically so what wrote, happened with it? So you um, wrote a patent? And yeah, I, so I basically uh, not too much happened with it. It was <laughs> actually my first genomic exp uh, genomic experiment that I did oh, with wow. this money. So it basically paid my my uh, salary and and the single genomic experiment that I could do <laughs> back then. They were very expensive, um, and we wrote a paper. And, and you know the and and that's it. Uh, there was no continue. You know, I just I left the institute. I went to my postdoc and I forgot forgot about it. And I don't think that anyone has picked it up. So, um, so during your postdoc, this this small experience, uh, you found some. You you looked for something else. Some like maybe another idea or maybe another like opportunity to branch out i think in in berkeley i was so fascinated about genomics so i i first introduced into genomics i was so fascinated about it it's where illumina and you know ngs sequencing started basically maybe a couple of years after they started maybe a couple or yeah something like that so I had I was working on a project, for example, of ma mapping the metilomes of a bunch of eukaryotes from plants, animals, and, and plants. And it was so exciting. Like, you know, on one day, you know nothing about you know the, the methylation of, of a particular gene, not even on a single gene. And the next day, you know everything. <laughs> it's like it was like, yeah, I was like. It was really, really a, a very exciting times. Um, so I had so many exciting projects to work with um, all kind of um, focused on kind of basic science. There was probably there were practical, uh, but 
you know, I, my science was so exciting that I didn't have time to stop and think about anything else besides continuing and, you know, publishing uh, really great papers and, and works and go to conferences. So it was really ahead of the time and doing conducting the research in, in, in Berkeley. I, I returned to thinking practical, I guess, uh, when I was a professor in Tel Aviv University. And I guess maybe something <laughs> happened there or something, I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's when it happened again. So what do you mean thinking practical as a professor? So when you, when you mentored students in, in the lab, and you thought about projects, was translation of the project at the end was uh, part of like what you uh, bid for? You, you, you look for something more applicable? No, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I think something, hell, something else happened in, in my field. So I'm, I'm in the epigenetic, I was you know, in the epigenetic field. And I think in the beginning, in the first few years when gen, the NGS started, um we were really focusing on you know figuring out what's going on in the the methylomes or like you know in the epigenome of you know in different systems under different conditions development molecular mechanism and so on and then later on especially when crispr started to develop maybe before then it was the talent and then the crispr we realized that, okay, what we can do with epigenetics. So there was the genetic engineering, and then I guess scientists start like epigenetic, people, scientists that were working on epigenetics started to think, okay, what we can do, how we can epi-engineer, right, the genomes. And I think probably it was because of that, that, you know, I was busy and I guess the field was busy in the, in the first few years, to really understand epigenomes, what does it mean? How does it look? How can we, right? And then later on, when the, 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 the field matured, then scientists realized, okay, what can we do about it? And I guess this is when I also realized the same thing. <laughs> I'm also in the in I'm also in molecular genomics. I dealt with uh, also not as close to the uh, uprising of NGS, but uh, close to the um, adaptation of uh, high throughput sequencing, next generation sequencing, in, in, in putting this together with traditional epigenetic uh, uh, research tool, like uh, chromatin precipitation and all of those uh, being together. So everything sec was like cheap sec, attack uh, first sec, all of those. I was there when it started and, and I had the chance to work with them early on and it was fascinating. And I remember reading about Talen, about, uh, for exam example, uh, first time I read about uh, Sangamo, I was like, mm -hmm. okay, that that is amazing. That is mm -hmm. freaking amazing. This is what I wanna do. It's like the research we do here, but with huge impact outside. Do you mm -hmm. recall this kind of like moment and you read something and said, oh my God, that, that is huge. That is. Yeah, I think to me it happened with, you know, with the, with the CRISPR when it really hit me that, you know, it was so easy. And, you know, with this zinc finger, it was before the talent and then with the talent, you know, so I'm, I'm in the plant world, okay? So, 
and that was when you know i have i have i i was doing science also not just in plants like for example in bees and and i'm doing research i did research also on human cultures and stuff like that but but mostly at plant science and in plants everything is just harder <laughs> so you know <laughs> doing talent in plants is is not easy so it, it didn't really hit me you know it's like let's do this and that but with crispr it really made made the difference that okay we can really try to start to play with this and cool so let i i wonder i wrote down very early on something that is intriguing me so you left tel aviv and you joined uh you joined a biotech company Uh, uh, here at the West Coast in the US mm-hmm. and you lead science uh, a science group here and mm-hmm. there so you had a chance to lead uh, a group of scientists doing research in two very very different environments mm-hmm. I don't know I, I have so <laughs> many questions that I don't know where to start so I'm just gonna you know what just go on with yeah it. what like what is the biggest difference right. you 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 So people say I think when you switch from the academia to the industry I, th- I hear it a lot you need to uh, switch your mind about from papers to products or like you write something like that for me that was the easiest thing <laughs> it's like um, I didn't have a problem of like switching and thinking on products that that was kind of easy for me um, and I I, actually on that I can tell you that <laughs> making products it's much much harder than publishing papers um, even in science <laughs> so uh, what, what, what is what is harder so I guess it depends on the field right so I'm really dealing with biology like you know I'm dealing with basically biological creatures <laughs> okay organisms. And basically what you do is like you're trying to understand their language, right? You start, you, you're trying to understand who is this organism? What does it need? How does it work, right? And then you're trying to convince it to do whatever you tell him to do, <laughs> tell it to do, right? And this is like, it's extremely hard, right? There is so much noise. There is so much you think you know, and then you realize that you actually you don't know. And then so it's always like, It's like a tango, like you move one step forward. I don't know if in tango you move two, two step backwards, but <laughs> I don't know how to dance tango, but it's really it's really um, <laughs> uh, it's really like that. So it, it's really hard. And you need to you in, in papers, you know, you find a concept and you say, "Hey, I found this cool concept and right? And um, and it's great in in when you develop a product, It needs to work consistently <laughs> all the time and to give you great results right it's not it's not yeah it's not close to yeah what we do in in academia yeah. um, so this yeah. is so I think this is this is a challenge it's not switching to from papers to actually develop products it's the actual you know the challenge it's much greater um, and so that's one thing. Um, I think the second thing is, and I guess for me, it was also, you know, as a PI, a professor, you basically, you basically, it's like a startup company, right? So you are, 
the head of the company. In a, in a company, if, you're, if you move to the industry and you're not a startup, and I guess even if you're a startup and you have investors, <laughs> then right it's not you're you're you you you're not the only one who run the show so um you always you know um you know um kind of in the middle so there is always people that you need to manage and there are so you kind of in a sandwich that you know you need to um um you have managers that you need to report to them and then you have your employees and direct yeah so um so this was a challenge for me i guess maybe the number one thing was the shock was for me is that wow i'm not doing things for myself now that i realize you know it's been a week a year but i think the first few weeks was like wow i'm actually doing things for other people so i think this was the first shock for me moving from being a professor, I don't know if, if I was doing it from a postdoc, maybe it wasn't as hard as switching from um, a professorship, but yeah, that was really hard. Um, so, so, we that had, was, we had yeah. a, so, so we had a, a previous interview with uh, Sal Gelfman, who is now uh, leading uh, genomics at Regeneron. And he talked about it, about switching. He didn't do a PI track, but switching from a postdoc, mm -hmm. a very big lab to uh, a leading group uh, in the big pharma. And he, he put on the weight two major things. It's the scientific freedom and scientific independence. And uh, there is kind of, he, may, he said that there is kind of a balance. And then, uh, yeah, in academia, I have a lot of scientific freedom and you have some left in, in industry, but, and, 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 but, but there is kind of this delicate balance between them. And I hear this in what you say, it's like, it's being a professor, which is very, very independent. You, you barely have any stakeholders. You are doing, basically building on your, your niche in the scientific world and, and switching to answering to basically the investors and whoever owns the company and, and leads the strategy. Uh, Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, and I guess I'm thinking of another challenge and I guess, um, and here it's maybe also a cultural thing. So I guess switching from, you know, is managing Israelis where this is my culture, this is, these are my people, right. That I grew up with. Um, <laughs> managing um, people in, in the US, it's, 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 it's something that I'm learning. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess uh, and I'm still learning. It's, it's really, a, it's, yeah. So for me, that, that was another challenge that I had to, uh, um, I had to face and I'm actually still, still facing and, and, and try to improve uh, every day. Um, and I guess it's also part of it is it's so it's the culture thing. And it's also maybe the fact that you are not this, the, the single primary authority, right? So, um, so I guess that's also um, play a role in it. Um, yeah. I wonder about like, how, what do you think about the pace? 
So, um, you know what? I'll I, I go back to your first point. I think that what the first point you mentioned is basically the biggest challenge now in, in, in academic science is reproducibility. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone who picked up a paper and tried to, oh, they did something, I want to use it uh, and in my lab, never works. <laughs> it never works. You always I, get- I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say never. <laughs> okay, so it, 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 wor it, it never works with, uh, I don't know, 4.5 sigmas. Uh, yeah. It, it is hard to reproduce others uh, from papers. And what you mentioned is that you need to make a product that needs to not only work every time the same, it needs to work outside of your hands. So you, you need to set it out to the world and, and work again. Right. And so how, um, going back to the, the pace issue. So we, it, it came, a few a few elements always came came up when we talk to people is the fact that they transition from being individual as a postdoc you're individual as a PhD you're individual as a, as a professor you're individuals with a bunch of individuals that you run below to being part of a team and the pace is much greater so how like how do you view this how do you uh, manage this change of pace so a change of pace between academia and the industry you mean yeah um you might say i'm, I'm dead wrong which no which i think great. i think i think it's your internal pace you know right it's the same pace whatever you do in the academy it's it's your internal uh, yeah um, um yeah i think there are deadlines right um i guess the deadlines in the in the academia are maybe less frequent right so um are not as frequent maybe as in the industry um, um but yeah but i think in general you work if you work hard in academia you work hard in the industry right it's like <laughs> you work hard but yeah either way you know it's like being and this is kind of relates to what i said in the beginning i, I guess when you are a scientist, you are, you are a twenty four seven scientist, right? You constantly thinking about science. It doesn't matter if it's, if you're in the academia or in the industry. It's like it's, this is it's in your blood, um, and yeah, there is no yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. I think yeah, it's like um, there are yeah there are some deadlines. You know, it's like if you want to work on a project. And you know you need to decide if you want to invest more money in it, right? So, like, let's say you want to purchase an equipment, or you know, uh, you know, to improve your facility or infrastructure and things like that. So, before you move on, before you can ask for this money, you have to prove, right, that you need to justify it, right? And it's all, right? You have, you can't take your time with it right so you need to move fast and if it's a competitive field then you know it's like um it's not that oh i got scooped by you know by by paper and then maybe i can publish it instead of like you know this journal in that journal right here if you've been you know if you you know right sometimes you you right you have to 
always be on top when you when yeah when you do uh, when you work in the industry so i guess yeah it can be a little bit maybe if you're not first to market then there is no there is no uh lower impact paper right uh, right yeah uh, that's, uh, that's you can always pivot but then it's you don't have to be first yeah, <laughs> yeah but still if you're not first it's harder then you need to beat someone if you're first you need to be you you are bet you're the benchmark right yeah i guess yeah well, it depends i guess in 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 the in in pharmacy yeah i guess in pharmaceutical it's true that if you have the first right if you came up with the first medicine and it's already being incorporated right in 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 the health system then it's much harder to introduce a second right if, mm -hmm. especially if it's a procedure that takes time to adopt and things like that and switching from yeah so i think there it's really important to be first so i guess it's it's really depend on the field and yeah and um, if you develop you know um i don't know um a process let's say to make cannabinoids right then and then there is one company right they're doing it one way and there is another company that are doing it differently right it doesn't matter what you what 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 you care about is okay how many right how many you can make and how much it costs right so so and if the market is big enough right then then i guess it, it's it, so i think it's it's really depends on the field yeah and west coast market for catabolites is huge <laughs> yeah yeah um so you got you got this passion so you you're a scientist you you're you're intrigued about basic science you love plants so much that is your surname then <laughs> and... but you know it's like it didn't happen like that so um i didn't plan to be a plant scientist i truly didn't plan to be a plant scientist i was in i, I didn't was plan interested to be a doctor as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's also true um i i was interested in stem cells and i remember that when i arrived to the to weizmann i did different rotations and one of the rotations was in in plant in the plant department and this is where i was i got exposed to plants and i said wow you know it's like it's it's a great system you can learn a lot um, and you don't have to sacrifice animals so i just yeah um i chose yeah to to focus on plants so it was kind of yeah um i guess meant to be but not necessarily uh, planned when you you come back and educate the next generation of scientists in some academic venture what what will we take from your experience in industry back into academia? What were you lacking? And you think like you can explore your time as a postdoc, as a PhD, maybe even as a professor uh, working with the university. Offer, he just told you that he published really high and got all right. his grants. Yeah. Funded. So academically, you're missing nothing. <laughs> There's no better than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe maybe prepare you to maybe prepare you to work or others others maybe what you will take like what others. what program you would love to initiate in the university um, uh, uh, ecosystem that will help others translate better. 
I see. I think the universities are already doing that. Um, so when I started, uh, you know, uh, my graduate studies in Weizmann, I think back then it was maybe the, the, like the end of the time where um, doing practical research, translational research was really like, you know, really bad. Um, and it was all about basic science, right? So I think right now, you know, being a you know in Tel Aviv University, um, I see how much they push and promote to really um, think about you know how you can translate your uh, research. Um, your your research into right to think about patents to think about um, um, in, in, uh, inventions uh, yeah they really uh, try to um, they do workshops and you know the the technology transfer office really reach out to scientists they really don't touch much the younger ones before they reach the tenure. Uh, they want to let them concentrate, but I think, but even them, you know, it's like they let them know, hey, we're here, we want you to think about it, you don't have to deal with it right now, but just so you know that there is this and that resources. Um, so it's it's happening, and I, you know, it's like also, you know, my department in Tel Aviv University, they changed their name um, from I think it was like molecular and molecular biology and ecology of plants, something like that. And then it switched during my time, it switched to plant sciences and food security. Okay. So it's very, it's a <laughs> functional, right? There is a, there is a purpose to what you yeah. do. And, and no, you I think, think it's, it's totally much. fine. It's totally fine. It's, you know, there are different reasons why they do it, right? It's also for funding and like, but fundamentally, it's also about, you know, that's the state of mind, right? It's like, you really want people to think that what you do is great also for doing science and understanding better plants and, but also to help people in the world. So I think it's uh, when people know that, oh, I come, I, 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 I'm studying and I'm I'm being right now in the plant sciences and food security department. It it means something to them, and I guess also at the political level they need to act on it, right? So they it's not ending by just giving the name. They right. So there is in 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 the department there is a mana center, which is a center to that really um, develop programs that on right uh, um, on the verge between you know the basic science and department and also with practical research in agriculture and 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 they do other things so yeah so and i remember when i was in berkeley there was uh, it's also happening in the us so in in there is a startup in a box if people know it and hear about it in in the all uc system there is a startup in a box it's it's if you want to start a company, they help you to with the really the basic needs that you need. Like they help you um, with 
coming up with the pitch deck, with even they connect you with banks and with with um, with lawyers, and they yeah, and they have all many training programs to help you to write small business grants. Uh, so I actually wrote. Uh, an SBIR, which is, a, uh, I don't know if, if you know it, but it's a small business grant. Um, I actually did it with um, Nadava Hitu, which you probably know it, know him, right? Yeah, a bit. <laughs> so, um, so I did it, I did it with him. Uh, we tried to, you know, to get money for one of his um, um, gene regulatory invention. And I also joined, uh, there was a there is an, an internship program there uh, that um, uh, I forgot how they call it. Um, something 101. Uh, internship. Startup 101. Startup 101, yes. Basically, yeah. right, that they, you form like a, a team of, right, like you're a startup company right now and you need to understand that you need to, uh, you come up with a product. And then you need to understand what is your market. And it's like, so they really, and they do it for people um, in the university, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think right now, universities, both in the US and I see it also in Israel, they really um, um, promote uh, for translational and practical research. Great. Asaf, that was extremely interesting because your, your, journey between academia getting to this point of professorship and then and then getting the perspective on on science and leading science in 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 industry is is extremely viable and i really thank you thank you so much for your like your time and your honesty and 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 sharing with us sounds like uh like a very exciting um avenue you joined so uh much of luck uh, with that and thank you so much for your time this was uh, wonderful sure absolutely um, yeah do science in academia industry doesn't matter just go and do the best science you can